Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. What up, what up? Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago, the voice of the nation. I am Westside William Riley, sitting in for Mr. Kendall Moore. He is currently on assignment. That's right. The sweater's on top to take you to your next stop during the first hour of the Kendall Moore Show. Y'all like that, don't you? I that like rhyme, it. That See with the we brain. Got bars. That's right. right that's right. right. <laughs> hey, before we get started, I want to uh, say hello to the one and only Miss Robin Lewis. Hello, Miss Lewis. How are you? She in that work. She working. She ain't she thinking about so us. Hard. But that's okay. That's okay. Cause guess what? I am right now the luckiest man in radio because I have the lit crew in the building with me. Aww. I have. <laughs> Miss So Dope Sandria. Hey, Chicago. All right, all right. And Netta Barretta. What's up, y'all? And I'm also, we're also being joined by Miss Naya Fire. Hey, what's Super up, producer yes. on the track, That's on the right. beat. That's right. Now, last week, y'all, she was wearing this black dress, and she was wearing it. And today, she wearing black again, I will tell you. Yes. Yes, sir. All, hey, all, She's all, blushing over here. Y'all can't see. Only single men in choir. Okay, only single men in choir. We have the one and only super producer, Mr. Jared Matthews. Hello, it's sir. Jared. <laughs> the sweater's on top to take you to your next stop during the first hour, baby. That's how we gonna do it. Man, I'm glad to see y'all back again. We're gonna hold it down, man. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. So let's see if if Robin. I'm sorry, I got caught up. She's busy. Hi, Robin. How are you? Hi. I'm sorry, I got caught up. It's all right. We we got caught up too. <laughs> we got caught up in the magic of the Kendall Moore show. Of course. All right. So so happy that you can join us this evening. Everyone, we have a hot show coming up tonight. Uh, right now, we're going to, the first hour, we're going to talk about the importance of voting. I know, I know, you hear it all the time. It doesn't say, sound sexy. You know, we're talking about that again, the importance of voting, <laughs> but maybe I can give you my spin on the importance of voting and, and maybe persuade you to, to want to vote, you know. And also, in the next hour, we, we will be doing what? So next hour, the 7 o'clock hour, of course, we're going to get into some Women's History Month things. We've got a very, very special guest uh, right at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. So you want to make sure you are tuned in for that. You want to call into 
for that. Mm-hmm. Um, a little piece of Chicago, well, not a little piece, a big piece of Chicago history. So stay tuned. And then, of course, the 8 o'clock hour, we've got the lit hour. The lit um, hour. We're going to talk about our honey pots. Mm-hmm. I know that. So, yeah, you want to That <laughs> you sounds wanna stay. a little after hours. Yeah, that, that sounds like after 8. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk, maybe talk a little Bill Clinton, too. Yeah, hey, we're getting, yeah. You know, my name's William. <laughs> hey, don't West mess with William. Bill. No, 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 no. So let me tell everybody. Right now, I tell you, man, I am the luckiest man in radio. I, y'all just don't understand. I am surrounded by four fine women. Not in my dreams, and I'm on the radio. Not in my dreams, but I have imagined this. I'm like, I, what I, did you do to become so lucky? I don't know. I I I paid my tithes in church. I prayed. <laughs> I talked to God, but I'm like, thank right, you, Lord. Right, he voted early. Thank you, Lord. So how I do be- you get through the rest of your week without us? Uh, I I don't know how I'm doing it. I'm so attached to you guys now. I'm Man. so attached. So I mean, that's what's happening. You know, everybody and, have uh, a good week. Uh, I have a hectic week because, you know, I'm a political guy and I'm campaigning. And yes, it's crunch time. Yeah, 11 mm-hmm. more days to go and I'm just, uh, I'm tired. I'm tired. I hear you. You know? I'm what excited. My you? my birthday is in less than a week. Uh-oh. So the next time Uh-oh. we come on air, up, I will be up, a year up. older. So, yeah, That's I'm right. excited. It's the ain't, countdown. Hey, ain't nothing wrong Yeah, big plans? <laughs> No big plans, just excited to see another year. But another Pisces rule. Pisces season. That's right. We Pisces rule. Season. Everyone loves Pisces. Uh, so, yes, call in. Wish me happy birthday. Bring treats next week, y'all. I'm looking at the crew. Bring yeah. treats. All right. All right. All bring right. some desserts. We yes. Love desserts. Bring cake. Okay. <laughs> Something about cake, man. You mentioned cake. I'm like, huh? Okay. The gift that keeps on giving. Okay. Well, I'm not a cake person myself personally my mom baked a cake when i was smaller and uh, my brothers and sisters would eat it i would never eat the cake oh, so you, know, you I got some cake guy. I'm not bad memories what's your dessert of choice i like ice cream okay. yeah hmm. i mean i'm not gonna say the brand because they gotta pay me i know that's <laughs> right everybody know you know my brand it's in walgreens okay you know what it's in walgreens <laughs> you've my already brand. said too much that's already that's all that's all hey, they hey. got one brand no. it's a lot of brands in walgreens but but netta how, how was your week it was a long week mm-hmm. you know i'm so happy to see you guys thank yeah. god it's friday yes thank yes. you it was a productive week though okay so okay. Usually when you get a lot done, it's, it feels like it was a long week, yeah. but we got a lot done, so yeah. that's yeah. always a good thing. I do look forward to uh, coming in on Fridays and, and hanging out yeah. with you guys. You know, you do top it off really well, and I appreciate it. Miss Naya, how are you? I'm good. Okay. got a lot on my mind. <laughs> you got a lot on your mind. I can't tell by them Facebook pictures you be putting up. I'll be like, oh, no! see? Oh. Okay, okay. Like, yeah. Naya Fire, y'all. Naya Fire. So what you been doing all week? Man, working, trying to get this paper, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, Friday night tonight, going out. My line sister, it's her birthday. Uh-oh. Uh, Where are you going so the guys can meet you? Uh, Federales. Federales. Uh-oh. Yeah. Federales. I think it was like this. somewhere in River North. Okay. Slide if you want. It's Morgan Uh-oh. and Lake. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Anybody who wants you. to come see Naya live right. and live in okay. color. That's where she going right. to be. Live and in color. All right. Don't and do anything creepy now. Right, no, don't I'm do anything be creepy. On your door. I'm going to be knocking on your door because I kiss down like that. Don't let me go there. 
So when you meet this young lady, let's be respectful. Let's be kind. Shoot your best shot. Okay? <laughs> That's how we going to do it. Because she ain't going to come back in and call me on a Monday or something and say, Will, mm-hmm. look here. I was at the club and somebody did me wrong. We can't go there. All right? Okay, so check this out, everyone. We are getting ready to go on commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to go into what you may call a seemingly uh, a boring topic, the importance of voting. But I'm going to try to spice it up for you. So next on the Kendall Moore Show. We'll see you in a few. Kendall Moore will be right back on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Shoot back. I'm hard and I'm flossy and I'm all that. You talk a lot of shit, where your body guard at? I got a pocket full of money, where the mall at? Where the quads at? Where the drinks? Where the bras at? You're fighting over bitches, need to squash that. You shouldn't be disgruntled because you didn't land a posh cat. It's black, and I'm still trying to wash that. Rinse it up, look the book right between the center cap. Sit in my lap and look at my snaps. Drop a 20 and watch these trouble makers fighting for scraps. My draw's so clean, my noobs are so powder. Don't stress me out, just eat your clam chowder. Trying to stick my honeybee into your flower. If you like this record, then make this shit louder. It's so terrific out on the Pacific. Green plants and dancing make you feel lifted. I'm DJ Cook and I'm so gifted that you didn't even feel when the moment I'm shifting. I turned the pocket around and slowed it all the way down. I'm a what up, what up? Welcome back to the Kendall Moore Show on WVON, excuse me, 1690 AM, Talk of Chicago. I want to thank, we want to thank all of our callers that called in last week and all of the callers that will be calling in yes, today, this yes. evening. We thank you very much for taking the time to listen to the Lit Crew, even though Kendall Moore is on assignment, he is still watching us, listening to us, and saying, <laughs> hey guys, great job. And y'all make sure y'all let him know we're doing a great job too. Yes, can I shout out, I met a gentleman on Saturday at the Legacy Awards Gala. Shout out to Kiana Barber. She was here in the studio a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. Gala was fabulous, and I believe his name was Mantine. Um, And he came up to me and he said, you know what, I listen to you guys all the time. I love what y'all are doing. I like this new setup, this format. So I just want to shout him out. Just thank you for the love. Thank you for all of y'all who listen and who call in at 312-374-8130. We love our listeners. That's right. Thank you for the support. Don't hesitate to call tonight. So our topic, our first topic tonight is something that I know we might have discussed before, but look. In 11 days, we are going to decide who will lead us locally uh, uh, and nationally uh, and go forward toward November. So I thought that we should talk about the importance of voting. Now, I know some people say, man, we don't want to talk about that. This is WBON. You talk about this all the time. But let me just give you my experience from voting. You know, um, I remember as a, as a young kid in grammar school at Robert Emmett School over on the west side. Yep, west side, Will. <laughs> and I just remember all of my teachers talking to me about black history and just how important it was that, when, when, that it was for us to vote from the beginning of slavery, the Revolutionary War. And it's not just slavery. I know we talk about slavery mm-hmm. all the time, but I think it's important to our emancipation, to the progress that we've made over the years, uh, even through Jim Crow, and then all the way up to today. You know, we had our first black president four years ago, just ended his eight-year term. So, you know, I I know 
that this is something that we talk about a lot, but I think I really think it's important. I just remember my teacher, Miss Herring, in fifth grade at the time, just emphasizing to us how important it was to vote. You know, uh, I'm a history buff, and I like reading about all the great accomplishments that people have done, but especially African-Americans. We have contributed so much to this country financially, not only through slavery, economically, inventions, all the inventions that we Mm -hmm. have did to just create the total infrastructure that is America today. And not saying that nobody else has done it, but we have made major contributions, which even today, you know, we didn't have any patents or anything on it. So, you know, I just think looking at that, that's why we should take the time to consider voting. You know, it's so very how important. do we balance? Because I'm sure there are some folks out there who are a little bit, you know, apathetic right now, and they feel like their voice, which is their vote, their voice doesn't matter these days. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say this because I'm a campaign guy. I work the campaigns. I know people talk about working the campaigns. It's only so many people. Like I know, Mays talks in the morning. Mays has worked campaigns. I've worked campaigns with Mays. He knows what he's talking about, definitely. I experience it daily. And I'm going to tell you, I talk to people. I knock on doors every day uh, just trying to get people involved. And your vote does matter. You as an individual, your vote is money. And when you vote, that's more money that comes into your ward, Mm -hmm. your district, uh, you know, your state. And I realize there are some people that feel like, hey, you know, It's not for me. You know, I've been disadvantaged. Why should I keep voting for not getting the result? And and I just don't believe that. I think we have to persevere and continue Mm -hmm. to vote, Mm -hmm. you know, because when they look at the numbers, that's money and that's and that's power. That's more things that they are able to to do, you know, with a large group of people. And people are looking at the numbers, so it's not about, you know, the candidate that everybody likes or Mm -hmm. dislikes, because obviously we see that that doesn't matter. It's about the numbers at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Um, In 20, in in actually in December 29th, 2019, there was an article written by a gentleman named Alan Steinberg, and he said that in 2020, uh, this will be the year of the African-American voter. You know, in other words, uh, we're going to vote tremendously because of our issues. And it's, it, he did this on an online publication called The Opinion. And he, he said that our issues will be forefront because, you know, what over the last eight years during the Obama administration, a lot of people feel like uh, the president, oh, President Obama, did not do enough for African Americans. And that led mm. us to feel the way that we feel. So, um, with that being said, I think, you know, a lot of our issues are now coming. You know, we're, we're expressing it, you know, and, and, and that's just, you know, that's what's important. You know, that's what's, what's going on right but do now. Do you have confidence that any of these candidates will take those issues into account? I, I think they have now. I think uh, when you look at Joe Biden and, and taking the African-American vote, He's starting to it's starting to rise because he wasn't really popular with African Americans. We know this. He wasn't. What made Joe Biden popular? Come on, he was with he was the vice president of President Obama, right? Right. So you know we have confidence in him that he will carry the Obama uh, the Obama swag with him and, and possibly do a little bit more for African Americans. But you know maybe I'm talking too much. 
let's let's see what Mr. EZ has to say about this. Uh, EZ, hey, how you doing? Us? All right, you how me? you doing, man? Hey, you know, I want I was trying to call in on when you guys were talking about that training. I got this news. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer. You know, every you know, if you go on your experience, most people don't do it because they be in denial. And when you're in denial, you can't see, you can't hear. We as a people have been so miseducated that when someone is doing something easy, we having some trouble oh. hearing you. Yeah, yeah. I, I apologize. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Have a speaker phone or something. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you a little bit better. Okay. We as a people have been so miseducated to when someone is doing something judgmental to our health, we can't even conceive it, let alone we grab hold for it for dear life. Mm -hmm. When you talk about training, okay, that's the underlay for the overplay. That's a bunch of nonsense, and that ain't nothing but game. Because I, when somebody is racist, the way they've been treating us as a people since we've been here, ain't no training in the world going to change their mind from their behavior and how they treat us. Every time I go on the south side, I see eight or nine police cars. One person, if it's two, four or five blacks walking down the street, they come on them like they're in Afghanistan somewhere. Mm -hmm. and this is so ain't no amount of training is going to change that frame of mind if that's the way... You know, you was brought up, and that's what you got in your mind. Okay. okay. Training is a bunch of BS. No, no way. If you're racist, you're racist. And this is in relevance to the last conversation. That was okay. Okay. Well, easy. Thank you for that uh, comment. I think it was in relevance to the last conversation that was on during uh, Kimberly Agawan's uh, show. And and I totally understand how you feel and where you're coming from. And and to kind of put that with what, what we're talking about, I think. It is important. That's one of the reasons why it's important that we do vote, but not just vote, that we get involved. We get involved in what's going on in our community. Because, see, I think a lot of that stuff happens because we don't get involved. We don't complain. We don't go to the community meetings or the CAPS meetings and the things like that. You know, uh, it has a lot to do with that. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break really quick. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk some more on the subject of the importance of voting. And please feel free to call in. Getting you from your work week to your weekend, it's Kendall Moore Radio for the Next Generation. talking about the importance of voting yeah i know you've heard it before why should i vote again william i think it's important that you vote to express your concerns about who should lead us and and and, and what you need and where you need to go and you know uh i i can't speak any highly than about it than to do that so i mean what do you think sandria 
Well, what's the deal? Something that I, I'm curious about is early voting versus waiting until March 17th. Okay. Is there a benefit to getting to the polls early other than convenience? So hopefully you're going to miss out on waiting in long lines. Is there another benefit beyond that? I think no. Because it seems like early voting, <laughs> it, I feel like it's pushed a lot, like yep. do it early. Yeah. And people aren't really pushing as much for, you know, get to the polls March 17th. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely what it is. I mean, that's why I have early voted in the past. But you know what? I've decided not to early vote anymore. I Generally, I'm going to wait. Really? And go vote on that day. Why is that? I think it's more important. Because look, man, it might be a scandal. Uh, wait, you know, wait, there wait. might be a scandal. And you have, you are, you've already voted for the person. You know, they, a look, scandal like 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 what? Man, look, <laughs> like, you never know. Man. Like what would you find uh, out in these have, next eleven days? They, Another they, Monica Lewinsky type <laughs> situation. Well, not so much stuff like that. But you know, you might have found out the person uh, misused funding or That's something big, like that. Yeah. The person had a Freudian slip and, and just went off and did the N word all over the place. And 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 you know, right? You hear happens. the voice recording it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to be careful, man. I thought about that, real, you know, and I'm like, nah. I think I'll wait. So Will's because, like, can I get a do over? Right. Because right. yeah, what do you do in that case? So you voted. Right. Your person is pretty much a shoe in, and then the scandal drops. Right. You can't so I mean, do they? Yeah, like, what if this person by the numbers has won, yeah. but a scandal? Yeah. Unless they just dropped out, there would be nothing that you would, would do Right. About so, yeah. wow. So, no, don't do anything. I mean, he no scandals, y'all. against them, and they give them hell for the next two, two to four years. Wow. Yeah. And hopefully they get them out of office, if, or her, or whoever, out of office, and that's what happens. But, yeah, I thought about that, and I'm like, nah, for now, and I'm just going to vote. You know, just wait that day or, you know, if I'm campaigning like I am now, I will vote the day before the early voting ends. So do yeah. the, are, are people looking at those early numbers, though? So let's yeah, say before the 17th, mm -hmm. are they they're looking at how many people can vote? You don't know who, who voted for who, but you, you can look at how many people uh, by a ward, a district, by precinct. OK, thing. so we got a caller right now. We have Mr. Ronnie P. What's up, Ronnie? How you doing, man? Good evening. Good evening. Hey, everyone, sir. this is Ronnie P. on the South Side. I must hey. let you all know I am so amazed in the black community response to the election. I've been in politics since I was 14 years old with the young Democrat. And I, and I just can't understand when Donald Trump, your president, said he was going to run, everybody thought it was so funny mm -hmm. and couldn't believe mm -hmm. that he was running and going to win. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. I mean, what's wrong with us? I mean, we cannot actually pull something together. And, again, he will win yeah. in November. You think he's going to win again? Because your Democratic ticket, I mean, he... Trump has 52% of the people, whether they racist, white folks or not, mm -hmm. they're going to vote for them. I said 52%. So how is that somebody we got, they got all this bad baggage with, and you believe they're going to do something different than they have done in the last 100 years? 
That's my comment. All right. Thank, thank you, Ronnie. Thank you. Well, I mean. I mean, he has a good point because we don't really, as a community, pull together yeah. for a common purpose. Yeah, I mean, we used to, but you got to kind of figure out what happened. You know, I know I talk a lot about this going back to earlier shows, but when you break down your educational system and you break down your economic system, your community becomes dispersed and their interests become dispersed. So you might not be thinking the same way I'm thinking. You think we're both thinking about money, but we're thinking about different ways to get it and keep our families together and what's the you know what I mean? And 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 that's that's what has destroyed us, mm -hmm. you know, or separated us. And we got to try to find a way to come back together. Educational mm -hmm. educational wise and and economically, I mean, that's really where it's at, you know. If we don't have those infrastructures in place, I don't know what we're going to do about that. One thing that I noticed in particularly the Democratic Party is I feel like there is never a meeting of the minds. So they don't get together, the individual candidates, and say these are the issues that we have in common and then poll, rally behind someone who can propel. It's not until they've already split everybody up. Right. Now they're like, okay, I'm dropping out. I'm going to endorse this person. Right. Well, you shouldn't have been running in the first place. You should right. have been endorsing like who this Who has person. the best chance right. to exactly. lead us? Yeah. So now we're, we're left with whoever. <laughs> right. Are. Who are we left with? <laughs> well, look, check this out. It's funny you should say that because going back to this article that I had off the Internet magazine called The Opinion, Mr. Alan Steinberg, who wrote this article that 2020 will be the year of the African-American voter. He wrote this December 29th of 2019, and it's, it's like a prediction that's starting to come true. It says that Biden is not beloved in the African-American community in the sense that Robert Kennedy was. No contemporary white American politician is, but among all the white presidential candidates, Joe Biden is by far the most trusted by African-Americans. The support of the African-American community will enable Biden to, com to comfortably, excuse me, dry mouth, win the support of African-American community uh, and will enable Biden to, to once again to win South Carolina, the South Carolina primary on February 29th and virtually sweep the remaining primaries after that. And uh, didn't that just happen? Yeah. 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 So do you think it's enough to win, though? Is it enough to win? Well, I mean, Bernie's still there. And the thing is, we have to make sure that the, the, the burners <laughs> decide <laughs> to vote and not hold and not stay out of voting like they did a few uh, four years ago. But mm. we're going to take a break and we'll come right back with some more thoughts on this last subject, uh, on this subject, the importance of voting. So we'll talk to you in a few. It's WVON's original Friday night show, Kendall Moore. He'll be back in a moment. Chicago. I'm Westside Will. I'm sitting in a building with the Lit Crew. The lovely Robin Lewis is about to leave, everyone. She's trying to escape us, but we will not let her go. No, you cannot leave. Oh, she slipped right through my fingers, y'all. I tried right. to hold her. We tried. Oh, well. All right. Okay. So, we were talking about the importance of voting. We were talking about also 
we transit into the next uh, part of that subject is, is, is what happens if you vote early and there's a scandal. And there's what a scandal. Or do? if you vote late and there's a scandal. Yeah. Well, if you, if you vote, there's no vote late unless Well, it's I mean, a, if you wait until ballot. the 17th. Yeah. Yeah. If you mail your ballot in before Election Day and it's postmarked and everything, they do count those ballots. And then uh, if something happens that day after that person you voted for wins, well, well, you're just kind of there unless they try to get them on some type of ethical charge or something like that. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's just one of those things that happens. But, mm. you know, I, I truly do believe that if we got more involved in our community, you know, and I mean with our kids, what they do in school and, and just, uh, like I said, the community meeting and uh, – the church too. I know sometimes we say some things about the church. All churches are not bad. I don't believe all the, uh, of them are perfect, but I believe uh, all of them are not bad as well. If we get involved, I think we will get better results in our society. You know, so I I can't emphasize enough to people that I really do think that we should participate in this electoral process. And I will say to your point about just us being more involved. The thing that would trip me up with voting would be the portion on judges, mm-hmm. because I remember one year, you know, I'm in the booth, I'm, I'm going through everything, it's all good, and then I get to all these judges, and I'm just like, I don't recognize right. most of these names. And so at that point, it's like, well, what what do you do? And you just hate to feel like you're making this blind assessment so from that experience i was like okay i need to if nothing else research (laughs) the judges um which now if you go online you can find usually a whole Mm -hmm. spreadsheet or a write-up just about the different judges because the thing is you almost you you really have to do your due diligence Mm -hmm. because you want to know this judge's record um especially when it comes to certain things like convictions brutality all of that so it's like you can't just go on the surface of a name like you really have to do your due diligence and find out Mm -hmm. you know well why has this person been in this seat so long if they're corrupt but if there's a lot of people who are just in the booth voting blind Mm -hmm. well that's how they end up keeping those seats because people are just going oh democrat or whatever like they're just blindly voting and not really looking at the person yeah so for me it was just like i i know i have to do my homework when it comes to that yeah you know judges are not like regular politicians where you know you don't necessarily see them out in the community right Right. their community is in but they have very important positions of power right so if somebody needs to be kicked off the bench that's where we get an opportunity to do that yep yep and you would hope that they are fair with you and everything, but here's the thing. That's why you you need kind of more judges who are like you, and I, I do mean that. Mm-hmm. You, need, you need more black judges, you know, who come from your experience or can better understand your experience. Now, I'm not saying everybody right. will be like that, but you know, they can take it into consideration, and they might not just. I mean, hey, the truth is, they might not discriminate against you. Some judges are discriminatory oh yeah you know and they might give you harsh over sentencing which is part of the problem that's been going on now that's why you got all these guys who are coming back uh out of prison after 20 years and they were innocent mm-hmm. you know what i mean or they got they got 10 years but still in something out of a store or something like that you know right it's cr- just crazy stuff so it's important for us to vote all the way around it is important for us to get involved because when you don't say nothing they don't 
it, and, you treat it like nothing. That's important point because people will say, well, my vote doesn't count. Well, what happens when you don't vote? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can't be heard at all. And then, Sandy, to your point, I, I feel like people are so focused on the presidential election. Mm-hmm. It's the smaller positions, the local, the, the, muni- the municipalities the local, right. the, on the state level. Those matter maybe even more so in your daily life because mm-hmm. those are the laws that are going to affect you and how right. you go about your daily activities. So it's not just who's going to be president. Right. Yeah. Who's running your town? Who's yeah. running your state? Yeah. Your resources. Be- because, so. you know, in, in Washington, they can make a federal law, which, like, if they were to make marijuana legal all over the country, which it is not, but it's the jobs, it's the state's job to then tweak that law to make it fit that state. I mean, marijuana would still be legal all over the country. I mean, it's not now, but it would still be legal all over the country. But they would tweak it as far as regulations, and it's only so much you can do and, and things and such. So but so what, what affects you locally first is going to affect you nationally, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, home, that's where you live, and that's why it's important that you get involved, you know. So do you vote in every election that I, in the past, I have I didn't even realize the importance of voting. So I okay. was one of those people like, well, it doesn't matter anyway. Mm-hmm. But now I'm an advocate for it, and especially the young people. As soon as you're able to vote, register. Yeah. You need to be counted. Yeah. I think most young people don't vote because they don't feel like they're invested. Like when I was growing up, my mom, I went to vote with my mom. I, I didn't mm. vote, but I, she would. I would go with her, hold her hand. She'd go into the booth. So when I saw her doing it, I'm doing it. But uh, young people, a lot of times young people don't want to vote because they're not not paying taxes. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and that's why they don't really vote on a high level. But trust me, once they get kids or once they get that property and they start to worry about their property taxes, or even if they start driving, you're going to consider voting because, man, the laws. But then it becomes our job to uh, tell them why it's important. Yep. So we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with the 7 o'clock hour. Thank you for uh, listening to us on the Kendall Moore Show. And, hey, fight the power. Hey. You're listening to Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVON. that you have been taken to heart the conversation we just had about the importance of voting there were so many years where our vote our voice did not matter so you definitely want to be counted uh make sure that you get out and register if you aren't registered already but we're going to shift the conversation a little bit this is women's history month and we're gonna kick it off celebrating someone near and dear to my heart near and dear to chicago 
um, she broke the mold when she was born. This this is just one of those Listen. people that you want to know. She is she tells it like it is. She doesn't sugarcoat anything, and she gets things done. Um, and then she broke the mold again in 1974, being the first woman CTA bus driver here hmm. in Chicago. So please welcome to the line, Miss Mary Wallace. Miss Mary, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you so much for joining us. It is our honor. And it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. So 33 years with the CTA. Is that accurate? That is accurate. So back back then, being the first woman CTA bus driver, tell us, did you, like, what piqued your interest even to want to apply for this job? Well, when I was in college, I worked uh, in a department called Planning and Placement, you know, for jobs for, uh, you know, other people. And I used to get the job orders first. So when we got the job order for the CTA, I decided that I was going to kind of keep that one for myself. Okay. So in doing so, I actually went to the location where they said that they would be doing the hiring. And uh, guess what? That place wasn't there. Oh. So I kept, uh, you know, I kept looking and looking until I finally found out where I could actually go for a CTA job. So I called up, and they said, well, come on in, but uh, we're not hiring, you know, women drivers right now. So, uh, well, just come in and take a few tests, and, you know, we'll see what you're qualified for. So at that point, I did. I passed, of course. They said I didn't. But I kept pursuing, you know, my passion. Pa I'm sorry, um, my passion because... Driving a bus at that particular time is what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So about maybe four, six, eight months into it, you know, they called me down for another test. I took that. They said I didn't pass, but I know I did because I was a math major, and the test that they gave me was simple math. Okay. A kid could do it. So at that point, I went and I sat home for, well, I didn't sit, sit home. You know, I kept going to school, and then I kept bugging them about this job. So I think around January of 74, uh, I got a letter from them that said, um, you know, you come in and take the test for this, and we'll see. So I went, and I did, and I waited about three more months, and then I got a letter that said we might and then a few months later, after that, I got another letter that said, come on in. We're going to hire you, you know, oh, wow. as a driver. So I went through the training and all the stuff that they put the men through. And guess what? Voila. <laughs> they hired a lady. There you, know, you go. Just woman to actually drive a bus for the CTA. But, shaking it up. You know, Yeah. So there's a couple I things that you said I want to touch on. It's these barriers to entry. They put the job order out there, and then you went to apply, and this facility wasn't even there. And Not the one that they listed uh, somewhere around 103rd somewhere. Okay. And then also the fact that you took the test several times, and you know you passed, but they told you that you didn't. Well, the test that I was taking at the time, you know, was for other positions, okay. you know, that were, you know, it's what, you know, it wasn't what I was interested in. Mm -hmm. And even though I took those tests, they said that you did not pass. And as I said before, it was simple math, you know, for a ticket agent, you know. 
right. children could do that. <laughs> right. So that that just speaks to your perseverance. I'm, I appreciate you persevering because you really were a trailblazer. So now you have the job. You are performing as the extraordinary woman bus driver here. I'm sure it was kind of like a spectacle for everyone. Did you have a lot of people who were embracing you, or did you more so have people who were upset that there was a woman doing this job? Well, I had a lot of fanfare, a lot, you know, like you said, a lot of people embracing me, and then other people were saying, oh, women can't drive buses. And I said, well, if you can drive a car, you can drive a bus. You know, it's only about 40 feet longer, you know, than a car, you know. <laughs> right. So uh, on that note, I was on my journey. Okay. Did, did you have any times where you felt like you didn't want to do it, like you wanted to quit? Well, yes, I did. You know, um, I was almost stuck up a few times, had the bus literally taken away from me a couple of times, and and I just said, I can't do this. But, you know, on down the road, they hired a few more women, and that was, um, you know, exciting to me because it was more than just me mm-hmm. doing this. So they came, they persevered just like me, you know, and, I mean, they didn't have the fanfare that I had, but (laughs) I had news media riding with me for about six months. And then after that, um, they still hung around for about six more years because they wanted to see what that first lady was doing. And I was actually still doing it, having fun, gained a lot of friends, and a lot of enemies because, like they said, women can't do this job. But we did it, and we're doing it, and they're still doing it well right now. Absolutely. So you opened up a lot of doors for women in the CTA, and I'm sure in other industries in the city just because of what you did. Well, um, yes, I did. Yes, I did, because um, in the following year, in 1975, mm-hmm. They started hiring police women to, um, you know, act to do actual police jobs, you know, which was great. You know, riding with the guys, mounted police women on State Street, and they were just kind of taking over, you know. And then when guys figured out that we could actually do just that, they kind of respected us a whole lot more. Because we could, you know, go to work, do this job, mm-hmm. come home and cook for kids if you had them. And for other women, you know, it opened a lot of doors for them because a lot of those women, you know, they didn't have jobs. You know, they were sitting at home, you know, waiting for a check every month that sometimes never came. But, you know, it helped out a lot. And it's just helping out more. They're in more different positions. They have managers. They have supervisors. They have general managers, you know, and, you know, operations managers. And these are all ladies. And I don't want to say how many women are in CTA, but I would just say right now it's probably about 50% or maybe even more. Well, I haven't been there in 13 years, but, I mean, they're making a dent in this thing, and they're doing a fantastic job. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I see more women CTA drivers than I do men just driving around, especially in, like, the Loop and River North. I see a lot of women behind the wheel. 
girl, they're getting it done. That's what they're doing. Absolutely. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what we do. So we know that you changed the industry. Do you feel like getting this job at the CTA and being a pioneer, do you think that it changed you at all? It did not. It did not. I am the same person pretty much now that I was 45, 47 years, however long ago it's been. But, I mean, the only thing that has really changed is my appearance, and it hasn't even changed that much. When I see people, you know, ex-co-workers, they see me and they say, oh, my goodness, girl, you haven't changed a bit. You still look the same, you know, a pound here, a pound there, but you got it going on. I know. I say the same thing. You look great every time I see you. I wish uh, we could have had you in studio so I could brag on you a little bit. But, you know, next time we'll have to have you actually come in. Well, we still got about, ooh, 25 more days in this month. You know, <laughs> I know that's right. In, yeah, in, come back in and this talk to month, us. you know, yeah. who knows? I might make an appearance. A surprise appearance, just you know. Just pop up on us, huh, Miss Mary? <laughs> just Look. because it's you. Just because it's me. <laughs> okay. I will co-sign for that appearance. I need you to come on in. Okay. You going to feed me? Oh, absolutely. Because you know I like to eat. And Sandy's going to bring dessert. Yes. Look. <laughs> somebody got to bring the favorite, dessert. My favorite red velvet cake. Me too. See, I just I knew. told somebody that today. Red velvet, yes. I absolutely knew. So make sure that if you're listening to the conversation, you have any questions for Miss Mary, you give us a call. 312-374-8130. Well, let me let me just uh, write that down again. <laughs> okay. Lost it somewhere. What is it now? No, no, that's for people to come and call and talk to you. They're going to call in at 312-374-8130 if they want to call and join in on the conversation. Mm-hmm. But don't you go anywhere. We right. still got you on the line. If anybody's okay, well, listening and you remember riding the bus with Miss Mary, please call in and share your stories. Like I would love to hear that. 312-374-8130. That would just be that would be dope. Like So excuse me, Miss Mary. Uh they're the only man in the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> you must be Alex. <laughs> no, no, not exactly. This is Will. This is Will. Hi, Will. Uh hey, how you doing? I'm I wanted good. to know what routes did you drive? What was your main route that you drove? Well, when I first started out, I was on State Street, the Great Street. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Like in Night what? car. <laughs> and you drove that all the time? <laughs> well, no. You know, I was working south, so I worked, you know, south Deering, south Chicago, uh, Wentworth, um, mm, some other streets that they probably still got now. Um, I can't even remember. It's been so long because they, the system has changed a whole lot. So you mean to and tell me you never they drove the West Side? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I did. That was after I left the South Side in 1975. And it wasn't exactly the West Side. It was a route called um, 82 Kimball Holman, which mm-hmm. we shared with another garage. And I worked uh, Damon. So that's as far west as I got on the West Side. Well, Miss Mary, stay on the line with us. We're going to take a quick break. I want to ask you a few more questions about your journey within the CTA. So we'll be right back with the Kendall Moore Show. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON.
Here's an important reminder from your friends here at 1690 WVON. Remember at 2 a.m. Sunday morning before you go to bed to set your clocks forward one hour. You'll lose an hour of sleep, but you'll gain an hour of daylight. In other words, spring ahead, fall back. An important reminder from your friends here at the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Make sure you're checking us out on our Facebook page. We got the live feed going right now. Also, you can hear us on iHeartRadio. Kendall, we miss you as always, but we're holding it down. We have Miss Mary Wallace on the line, the first female CTA bus driver here in the city of Chicago. Miss Mary, you still there with us? Yes. Thank you so much. We have DJ Smooth that called in wanting to talk with us. DJ Smooth? Yes. How y'all doing there? How you doing, Miss Mary? I'm a retired uh, CTA bus driver. Uh, do you hey, know that we have an uh, CTA uh, uh, ball tomorrow, uh, uh, step a ball tomorrow? I'll be DJing with Sam Chapman at, at, at the thing. You should come tomorrow. Well, at you know what? I heard about it. Uh, I was at a birthday party with uh, Wanda Black <laughs> um, a few weeks ago, and it was mentioned to me about some CTA's ball. Um, but I never had any information. Oh, we twist that tomorrow. We'll be at the entrance tomorrow night. It started about six o'clock, seven o'clock. Sam Chapman, mm-hmm. we would love to see you there. Yeah, I didn't talk to him, but I did see his daughter. Um, but you know, he has my number. He knows how to reach me, but I haven't heard from him. All right. Okay, but it's it's tomorrow night, so. If if you ain't got nothing to do, why don't you come on back? Okay, DJ Smooth, thank you. Make sure you give Jared your information so we can pass that on to Miss Mary if she'd like mm-hmm. to attend. Miss Mary, I think you, right. uh, <laughs> no, I think they trying to get chose or something, Miss right. Mary. Uh, you know, make sure you are in the building. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> you and hide a man, Miss Mary. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> always like, been that way. Right? Oh, okay. Par for the course, you know. <laughs> So yeah. I, I just want to ask you about your journey through CTA because you started as the first female bus driver. Now, was it difficult for you to move around within the company? A little bit, you know, it was, you know, I had certain things on my record that I just could not get rid of, you know, and when it came time for a promotion, I kind of just didn't get it because um, they said that there were other people that were more qualified, but I didn't go for that. But, you know, I kept going, and it was actually probably maybe 
a couple of years, maybe I had been there a couple of years before I could even make uh, a line instructor, but I stayed line instructor for a long time, probably up until I had about 15 years, you know. So I trained a lot of people, you know, it's prob- they're probably retired too, you know. Mm-hmm. And I even talked to them sometimes, and they say, you know, I remember when I started, I remember you trained me, you know, and I trained so many people, I don't know who I train, but I know a lot of those young men and women are actually retired, too. Okay. Um, I stayed in that position for, what, probably about 15 years before I moved up to supervisor, which was, to me, not really a big deal because there were other positions that I actually could have had, but I guess I wouldn't do, you know, things that uh, I needed to do or that was you know, asked of me. So, but you know, you know what? I love I people kept, like you. I kept it moving, you know. Mm-hmm. I like yes. to keep things real, you know. And if I can't get, you know, things on my own merit, you know, for what I'm worth, you know, I just won't do it. So that's probably why I stayed stagnant for so many years until I went into supervision. But, you know, when I retired, I retired out of supervision with um, about 17 years or 16 years. Oh, total, you know, with the company, 33-plus, 32-plus, however many it is. But, you know. That says a lot from, for you for, to go from not even knowing if they, you could do the job because it had never been done before to being there 33 years. I could probably do much of anything, you know, that they wanted me to do. Heck, I could even ran the darn company, you know. <laughs> and, and, and that's a fact. Okay. So, Anybody would tell you that, oh, she's doing this, she could probably be president, you know. But they would just say she could probably. We're not going to give it to her, but Mm. she started this whole mess anyway with these women. So, Uh, Yeah, the mess over there making noise and whatnot. Yeah, you know, they don't like people that make noise, you know. And I don't bite my tongue, you know. I say... What I see, and if I see it, I'm going to talk about it. If I don't like it, you're going to know about it. So that was probably another thing to keep me down because of my mouth, because I believed in speaking my piece. Did you have any women coming up to you and just thanking you or showing their appreciation for you setting the way? Yes, I did. And right now that I'm not even there, um, you know, and, and I don't even ride the CTA, but, um, you know, when I see people and when they see me out, you know, they just say, oh, just thank you, Miss Wallace. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, and even a lot of young people, you know, I do Facebook a little bit, you know, and when they're, you know, answering back, they say things like, well, because of you, you know, I'm able to do this. And I'm so happy that you started this for us because without you, we probably couldn't have done it. I mean, somebody would have done it, but you did it. So I appreciate you, or we appreciate you. And they thank me. And a lot of them think I'm a queen, which I know I'm a queen. But, you, know. <laughs> you are the queen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we definitely yeah. have to set up some time for you to come back into the studio next time so that we can get all that good energy that you're giving off. We really appreciate you taking time out to talk with us. And for really paving the way, not just with CTA, just like you mentioned, in the 
the police force and then mm-hmm. other male-dominated fields where women like you have really set the standard to say, we can do this job too, and just breaking the gender molds, the gender roles, the gender barriers that are imposed on us by society. So thank you so much for your contribution in that. In that well, way. you know, uh, sometimes, you know, I get, you know, I try not to, like, get big-headed, even though my head isn't big. But, you know, when I see those women right now, those young women, and they thank me, I just, you know, burst, you know, with pride because the ones that made me feel good for making it for them, you know, I appreciate them. And then there were others that didn't, but who cares, you know. But, mm-hmm. you know, I made it for them to, made it for them too, even though they didn't care. But... That's the other okay. ones we did. care. And we really that's what's important to me, you know, the ones that did care and thanked me and still thank me. Well, we thank you. On the behalf of the Kendall Moore Show, we want to make sure that we give you thanks. and Yes. Just thank you for taking time to talk with us because I know this is old news for you. You've probably been having this conversation so much over the years, and you know, but it, it still means something to us. So the fact that you took some time out and answered our questions, we really appreciate you. Hopefully you take advantage of the invitation that <laughs> DJ Smooth sent you and you get out there and get your stepping <laughs> on. So that means I'm going to have to go out in the morning and buy me a dress. Uh-oh. <laughs> Always a good or reason. Or some pants or something. We're going to call DJ Smooth and tell him to get yeah. you a dress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You be sure. <laughs> Listen, you be sure to give me that information, and I will try my best. Okay. Oh, you heard him, DJ. <laughs> All right, DJ Ms. Smooth, Mary. you heard him. I'm going to make sure that I uh, actually get that information over to you. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Uh, we're going to take a quick ba- break, and we'll be right back after this. He's hot. He's mannish. But it gets no realer than him. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Yeah, turn my music up. Up some more. Up some more. Up a little bit more. Mama always told me to.
Welcome back to the Kendall Moore Show, the best Friday night show in the nation. We are here with Westside Will. What up? What is on top? Hey. What is always on top? You know what I'm saying? And he got it layered, you know, with the button down. I dress like this every day. You know. (laughs) He always has the most interesting color combination. I got my blazer. You got your jacket. jacket. Y'all together, man. Y'all together. The the artist, the businesswoman. Oh, yes. We try to make it do what it do. Y'all make it happen, man. Y'all make it happen. I do have to admit that. But where y'all at tonight? Look, we had a few callers. Where yes. were y'all? What are y'all doing tonight? Something is going on. It's Pisces Cliff, season. Harold, Art. Y'all, y'all are kicking it. <laughs> you know y'all out there. What y'all are y'all doing all day. tonight? You know who I would like to talk to in the vein of Miss Mary breaking into a industry that was male dominated before she got there i want to talk to women in male-dominated fields okay yeah any women in business or the trade i know a good person we got to get her up to the studio yes what are the challenges that you've dealt with in your respective industries? This is Women Hist- Women's History Month. We are making history on a daily basis. Yes. yes. And so. like any smart man, I will sit back and be Look. quiet. You can chime <laughs> in. See, you can chime in. Because nothing. y'all support <laughs> these amazing women. Oh, yes, most definitely. But I'm like, hey. Amen. Because Just you know be what quiet. I find? So nothing. you have these amazing trailblazing women. But the men cannot sit back and, you know, hands off because we need the support because sometimes in those industries, like, you need Mm -hmm. your male allies. Definitely. You need not approval, but that cosign makes a difference. You You know, know, you want the respect of all your peers. In case of emergency. That's what we're here. Break glass glass in case of emergency. emergency. See, you all think that we don't want to hear from you. We want to hear from you, but especially when you have a strong will, headstrong, you know, we don't want you telling us what to do. Right. But that doesn't mean that your input doesn't matter. Or falling back like, oh, she's Miss Independence. She don't, like, no, don't do that. One or the other. (laughs) Well, I don't do none of that. He's like, I don't don't do do none of that. that. You know, maybe I did it. (laughs) Years ago, but now, nah, hey, like I said, they just sit on the couch, be quiet. Are you know, independent boss you, women intimidating? You. Maybe not uh, to you, but let me let's tell just you, say some of my best bosses have all have, have been women. Oh, wow. Always, you know, honestly. Yeah. Um, maybe it's because I'm a handsome guy. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? But you know, I always <laughs> keep a good attitude. Yeah. And I think that's what's important on any job. But many of my, like I had, look, one of the most important people I've ever had the pleasure to work for and she might be listening uh, former Senator Carol Mosley Braun mm. she was one of the first people I had the opportunity to work for and I admire her so much today if you're listening shout out to Ambassador Braun that's what I call her but uh, yeah you know I just admire her. she's as smart as a whip you okay. know and I know we we look at politicians and we see them on TV and they talk and you know but when you get her in close behind closed doors mm-hmm. and just having a conversation with her i mean she's the smartest person you ever want to meet i hope she gets nominated for a supreme court okay, position okay. or something like that one day yeah so see, yeah see by your own testimonial mm-hmm. women are good in leadership so i can think of all my boss luana peters yeah very uh very great uh, lady to work with she used to work with uh well she worked with uh ambassador Braun as well uh, who else? So what do you yeah. think that it is that people are so afraid to have a woman president? 
Um, I think there is a, you know what? I was talking to somebody about this the other day. There, there is a little, there was a little misogyny uh, there. A little, think, you think? A little bit, just a <laughs> little <think>? bit. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, with respect of, 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 of Joe Biden, he is now coming, about to say coming on him and Bernie <laughs> are coming on to be the, uh, most likely the nominees for the Democratic mm-hmm. Party. And I think Elizabeth Warren has something. You know, I think I think she has something. I think honestly, I think she should have ran four years ago. You know, everybody was was so on Hillary and like I was, too, you know. Mm -hmm. But honestly, four years ago, I think was her time. And you would have wanted and you would have wanted Warren to to run rather than Hillary. She might have uh, she might have been able to overcome that. So, yeah, but I think it'll definitely happen. One at day. some point, yeah. yeah, I, I think it's almost inevitable. Yeah, and then like, there's one, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. She is still in the race. I think she's from Hawaii. Yeah, she's a, she's still in the race. So there is one woman presidential she's candidate. She's holding on. She okay. way back there. She was, <laughs> but, but she's well, as there. people, I mean, but who else is? But she always steady wins the race. She didn't throw in the towel there. like everyone right. else did right. so early. Yeah. I think Dave is back on the line with us. Dave, you there? Well, thank you so much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Thank you for calling. Uh, wonderful program, wonderful program. Um, I wanted to ask uh, the ladies, and I guess the gentlemen as well, but especially the ladies, have any of you heard of Dr. Francis Cress Wilson? Yes. yes. And ISIS do papers. any of you, I'm sorry? The ISIS, ISIS papers. papers. Yes, she's author of the ISIS papers. And the other part of the question is, how extensively have you uh, been able to uh, examine her works? Uh, in particular, she's on uh, the cows. She's at the Wellsing Institute. And a lot of her uh, lectures were uh, on YouTube, podcasts, uh, their archive. Uh, through the cows. That's the acronym for a context of white supremacy. Um, and so, like, for example, she accurately, because of her astuteness and understanding, uh, she was able to say, and a matter of fact, they mentioned about it, someone mentioned about it earlier, that they kind of laughed. She said, I say, when she said Donald Trump and uh, the people at the uh, lecture there, they kind of laughed, but she said, I say, meet your next president, you know, and this was way before the primaries and so forth like that. She was, uh, had said it some years before that as well, hmm. knowing what she knew, you know, yeah. she had the fortune of going to uh, Germany as a graduation president. So she wondered, why does the people who formerly were neighbors uh, could allow such a thing in Germany to happen during that time. So, okay. uh, so I just the question was: Did any of you know of her, and how extensively do you know of her works? Okay. Uh, thank you so much. Thank wonderful, you, wonderful Dave. program. We really appreciate yes. you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am very, very uh, much uh, aware of of. Uh, Dr. Wilson. I know she left us. She transitioned about two years ago, maybe longer now. She lived in Hyde Park, 
And I read the ISIS papers 30 years ago, and then I bought the book again. I have the book at home. Yeah, I didn't finish it. and a it. lot of the stuff that she wrote about, you're actually seeing it manifest mm. today, you know. And, uh, you know, she was a psychologist and, uh, and a social scientist at the same time, and, and she kind of, all her predictions kind of came true, and people still quote her work today. So, yeah, I'm definitely aware of her work. Um I think she's she was a genius, and she left us a lot of uh, good good information to follow on. Okay. Yeah. Now Dave put me up on something. Cows. I didn't realize the acronym. The what do you say? Context of white supremacy. Cows. The context of yeah, white supremacy. Yeah. So I will definitely have to look into that. Look as into well. that. Yeah. The context of white supremacy. I'm yeah. sorry. What? That's, Cal- uh, that's what he mentioned. mentioned. Yeah. So we'll have to look into okay. that as well. Okay. Would you say politics is male dominated? Most definitely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mm. I mean, it, everything uh, for the last, since the beginning of the country was male dominated. <laughs> and now it's opening up now. So, you know, even teachers could only be men. You know, back in those days, teachers could only be men. So, which is interesting think, because yeah. now it's so women dominated that yes. now we're looking for the men, like where, especially the black men. Where are you all? So that's we're, just we're interesting. here. But see, now we're talking. We're gonna. I'm gonna talk a little bit about Francis Chris Welsing and a little bit about that 1994 crime bill, and you know. And I know I talk about it all the time, but that did us some damage. The war on drugs really did black people the propaganda the fake yeah. you war, know yeah and and you know when when you just go back you backtrack not start from a point in time in the past but if you backtrack from now the results of a result of a result you'll see man you know it was just an attack on us mm-hmm. you know and and it, how it just destroyed families and you know when it destroys families it destroys businesses it destroys clientele and it destroys communities which then destroy schools everything happens in succession so yeah yeah i'm very much for uh, uh familiar with it i see it every day i think about it every day and i'm out in the street every day talking to people and you know i totally understand what's going on yeah but francis crest wilson yeah great book uh, a lot of her theories gave birth to a lot of people who we hear from today. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the controversial Dr. Umar Johnson. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. He says a lot of the same things. He's yeah. been on BON. He was in the studio uh, a few years ago, and then he was on radio earlier with Mays Jackson about three weeks ago. So very controversial, but a lot of his work, rebounds off of what she said and he's interesting to me just because sometimes he does say some very poignant things Mm -hmm. that make sense but i feel like his misogyny (laughs) just kind of precedes him absolutely (laughs) like he will say some really profound things about black people and Mm -hmm. then it's like his misogyny will just jump out (laughs) of his body (laughs) and and then i can't rock with him even when he does say some you know, intelligent things. Now, is he a misogyny, a misogynist, or is he just a strong black patriarchal? No, nope, no, 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 no. We there's no, thing. yeah, there's no conflating the two. <laughs> no, is he just a, you know no, what I'm saying though? No, we're trying to give him a pass. No, I'm right. not trying to give him a it's pass. Not, no, I'm not trying to give him a pass. Huh? You want to 
Because they are strong black men. You're a strong black man, but no, he's that's that's a totally a different category. Black man, I think it's it beyond to, you know, traditional. You know, but you can learn something from everyone. So even if we don't, yeah, agree with so all I learned of his some things from him yeah, definitely. But yeah, I had to kind of put him on mute. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, he has a very following. popular following with a lot of women. I know. I mean, you know, I I used well, to watch, and, you know, Hidden Colors, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, even the man who you know created that whole series. But it's like <laughs> sometimes Dr. Umar, call in. They, you know, <laughs> they trip it. Misogyny, patriarchy just jumps in front of. The blackness is like, what is happening here? Can't rock with that. Like, what is going on? Especially, because how do you say you're for black people, right. which of course includes mm-hmm. women, and then still have these other beliefs? Like, how how does that work? So for me, there's just a little bit of a conflict. So, so give me an example of what you think is. Uh, well, hold that because I'm not going to say he's not. Because we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and see what Sandy's example is of this misogyny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back with the Kendall Moore Show after this break. I'm trying to think of some of the stuff he's crazy stuff he said. I mean. I can't remember what he said. There was some. I think I was watching him on The Breakfast Club. Like, he just. I mean, yeah, I saw him on The Breakfast Club. I know he. Is it when he talks about what well, he talks about with his hair or the outfits or. With the hair. Or something Wait, what like is he saying? Are we still Oh, okay. We're still here, everyone. Okay, so you mean you mean when we t- he's talking about the women's out? Has he? Ever I think that might have been one, but there was like other things. Like I've seen multiple interviews, and then there was just the whole thing about him lying about his background. Yeah. Okay, his educational background. But, but it's he like, wasn't. Well, you don't he have actually to lie. wasn't lying though, because they did try to call him out on Roland Burr's show when he was on News One, and he did get into a heated debate with three other black people. I hate seeing that. I hate seeing black folks argue on Mm -hmm. TV or on the radio. Don't do that, y'all. It don't look good. Okay, but um, he got into a heated debate with some black people and with other black people and, you know, and they were trying to call him out and say, talk about his credentials, but he actually does have credentials. He just never went and got a license. Mm -hmm. He, He was licensed at one time. But he's he's not licensed, you know, because he he doesn't practice in, in different states, okay. different licensing requirements. So he so has he taken, I guess, the doctor off. Yeah, he's a doctor. He's a true doctor. He has a doctorate and everything. So and, and okay, actually, so he is a doctor by degree. He's a he doctor. Actu- what he, is, he, what he is actually practices? He does psychology. Okay. He, well, he works with he works with private uh, with with private patients and uh, counsels young people. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I but I, I've listened to this stuff and I understand how y'all feel, too. I, I don't necessarily agree, you know, because I have friends who are either I know how he feels about LGBT community mm-hmm. and how they came to be. But I still have friends who are LGBTQ. Right. You know, I don't want to disrespect them. Right. They are my friends, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes you just you got to accept people for who they are and what they are, you know. It's just what it is. Ain't sometimes you just should. You should. Well, yeah, I mean, he is you know, who he is. You know, we are all individuals. I think my problem with people like that is they are always right. And you can't tell them anything. And loud. <laughs> loud and right. <laughs> and you are always yes. wrong. Yes. The, what you, so and people you, like that, what you mean? Hoteps. Uh, <laughs> I didn't Hoteps. say it. I didn't say it. Karumba, my brother. Will you said, know. Uh, right. Look, Will, don't Karumba. let the rain. I didn't say it. <laughs> 
come come for me. But yes. we have to be able to have a conversation and say, just like you said, Sandy, there's some things I agree with that he right. says, some things I don't, but he's like, I'm right. He go throw the port in your right. face and that's it. <laughs> but it's a lot of people that do that in, in religions. It's a lot of people there. Oh, Christians yeah. that do Look, that. We're going to get, you know, get into hot. that in the lit table, but, the lit yeah, hour. They yeah. be hot for Jesus and you can't tell them nothing. You can't tell them nothing. It's like, you know, hey, I understand this. I've been going to church a little bit longer than you, but I know you can't force your opinion into people's face. Yeah. You know, you know, there's nothing wrong with being solid in your own personal beliefs, but to alienate everybody else, that's a that's a whole other thing. OK. All right. Because then it just it negates your own point. Mm-hmm. If you're saying I'm right and I want you to listen to me, well, then you should listen to the other person right. as well. So are you the only one who gets to have an opinion? Um, like everything's subjective. So 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 have you run across a lot of men like that? Men, women, yeah, okay, mostly men. Oh, oh mostly men. <laughs> <laughs> and well, like I said, I'm just gonna sit on the couch and be quiet. Uh, it, is, <laughs> it is Women's History Month, uh, so I guess I'm gonna be silent the whole month until yeah. April, oh. right? Westside Wheel is being <laughs> shut down, closed for business. Not shut true. yourself down, <laughs> right? We not didn't shut true. you down. Because you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with you chiming in on the conversation. Yeah, no, yeah, no. But, you know. Like, uh, that's how we move forward. We have the conversation. I, I, I agree with you. We have to know where each other stand. Yeah. We have to know where each other stands so we'll know, you know, how far we can go. With this, how far we should, we should. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree. So, you know. So give us a call. Chime in on our conversation, 312-374-8130. We still want to hear from women who are in male-dominated fields. And then. I want to hear from some of these men who think they always right. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Umar, right. call in, man. And if you're a lady that don't like Dr. Umar or you do like Dr. Umar, if you're familiar with him, call in as well. We want to hear your opinion. We're curious. Yes. I know I'm in a male-dominated field working in construction. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you know, have you ever had to deal with it being like the boys club? Yes. I've had to deal with several things, and we actually are going to take a break right now. So I'm going to tell you a few of the things that I've had to put up with on the job site. We'll be right back after this break. Kendo Moore on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. This is why you work so hard to pay the mortgage, because home is more than four walls and a roof. It's that porch swing on a summer night. It's pajamas with feet and everybody over for Sunday dinner and that old stuffed chair in the living room you just can't get rid of. This is why you work a second job. This is why you learn to fix things yourself so you could save on repairs. Because home is your place, your memories, your family sleeping in their own beds at night. And that is why we want to help. We are making home affordable, a free government resource that can make paying the mortgage easier. And now even more options are available. Call 888-995-HOPE today. That's 888-995-HOPE. Or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Good night, Mama. This is why. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. He's the new kid on the block. He's got the weekends on lock. Kendall Moore. Radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. I just wanna take you away. 
Welcome back to the Kendall Moore Show. You're here with the crew. We're sitting in for Kendall Moore. He's out on assignment. Can't wait to have you back in the studio. Kendall, call us. I need some help, man. I need some help. You don't need help. You over here trying to make it seem like we're beating up on you. Come on back. (laughs) (laughs) So talking about being a woman in construction, which is... Very male-dominated field. Um, I'm not by far the first woman in construction, but I have had instances where I was the first woman that any of these guys ever worked Mm -hmm. with in their 30-year career. And I'm black. So uh, I remember specifically my very first construction job when I left corporate America. I said, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. What do I really want to do? I want to be a carpenter, right? So on this job, I would have guys do things like I'm up on the ladder, and they're like, ooh, yeah, swing that hammer. I want to see your muscles flex. Like, just stuff that make you feel so just creepy and dirty. And I actually had one guy poke me in the breast. Oh. He he looked me in my face, and then he looked down, and he just poked. I was like, what? What? Why do you even think that that is something that you can do? But then to bring you back into the conversation, Will, when I called out about these things, there was no one to help me. So we don't always want the men to be silent. We need y'all to have our some back. Some type of, okay. like, yeah, was there no, somebody on the you. site to be like, hey, bro, like, that's you can't not cool. do that. Leave her alone. Absolutely. Wow. So what did she do when he did that? Um, it took everything in me not to hit him. Mm-hmm. But... He never touched me again. I right. put it that way. Were okay. you the only woman on that particular site? Actually, I, there have only been a few instances where I wasn't the only woman. Mm. And mm. I've been in construction full time for five years now. Wow. So in most cases, there aren't women on the site. I've been on job sites where it's a full development, where they're building a whole subdivision, and I'm the only woman there. Mm. So there, there are obstacles that you have to get by you know but it's also empowering because you are the trailblazer yeah you show these people that you can get the work done even recently i had an instance where we had to pour some concrete and i was busting my butt working harder than the guys were working and they're like who is this girl where she come from she's trying to show us up yes i'm trying to show you up because you all act like women can't do anything and i'm over here working harder than you and see that's dope because we have to create those pipelines for other young black girls black women to say hey this is also an option yes you can consider all these other fields but Mm -hmm. construction is always going to be lucrative they're always doing construction here in chicago so consider that absolutely and just like you said you can do it Mm -hmm. there's so many conversations where it's like well you're a woman or you're too small or you're too young we can do these things. A man that, ain't never carried no baby. Ever. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be quiet, y'all. I'm gonna be the quiet. Cold. No. <laughs> I'm you get the quiet. sniffles. Right. You get the sniffles that don't know how to act. For them, that's the equivalent. They get a little cold. It's like okay. now you got coronavirus. <laughs> just calm okay. down. So, 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 just so to let you ladies know that I'm not like that. You know, my uh, my son's mother is a truck driver. I love it. And she's been driving for years. She drove on the road, then she drove for the government and stuff like that. And she still drives. So, you know, and she taught me how to drive a truck. (laughs) So, you know, I I, I understand. And and she has uh, often told me about things that have happened on the job, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, you know. 
I totally understand what you ladies go to. So from your through. conversations with your male friends, uh-huh. are they intimidated by women who are strong in that way? Are they intimidated? I don't I don't think Tell they're the intimidated. Truth. I think Tell the truth. I think <laughs> I think honestly and, and you guys can call in and chime in. I think they they get a little annoyed thing I because of. I think annoyed. they're a little Massage. annoyed like who is this woman? You can't do what I do. You're not mm. as strong as me. Ha. Get on out of here. You know, and I think mm. that's what they think. You think their masculinity is being challenged? Is it being challenged? I don't think it's so much they feel like it's being challenged. They feel like it's being insulted. Uh, oh. I think that's what's going on. You know, I, I think, you know, and still a lot of that that goes on, you know, that I'm a man and I'm stronger. And, you know, and, and let me say this. Let me start, son. <laughs> uh, you know I have what? a friend <laughs> named Judy. And we were having a discussion on men and women. And I'm not trying to be a, a gender uh, discriminatory. No, I believe that women are just as capable as men. I don't believe that you are as strong as we are. I don't think, for the simple fact, it's a difference in the way our bodies are made. I agree you know, with that. Our bodies are made to, to move. And your bodies are, too, to build and to lift, but just not as much. Your bodies are made to carry babies, so it has to be designed a different way. Our bodies are built to for more endurance. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with the lit round table because I feel like Will is about to open up a right. whole We might have to worms. keep that. Yeah, I mean, we might have to carry that. With me, call. Right, right. Call us. We'll be right back with the Kendall Moore Show. You're listening to Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVON. Friday night, getting you from your work week to the weekend. We are in the home stretch and officially in the lit hour. 
It's so dope. Sandria, Sandria Washington in the hot seat, the big chair, as Westside Will likes to say. What up? The crew's in the studio, and we have <laughs> Netta Beretta. Hey, Chicago. So hopefully y'all have been rocking with us for the last two hours. If you have, please call in 312-374-8130. Also, make sure you are watching us on Facebook because, you know, Will put on his sweaters. I put on my blazer. <laughs> Netta got her scarf. She's coordinating. You know, we out here. Naya got a belly out. So yes. <laughs> Naya make be sure showing you out. tune in. Also, we're on Instagram. We've got a website. We've got a podcast. We've got more. So just make sure you are getting all the love that we have to offer and follow us on social media. But right before we broke um, at the top of the hour, we were talking about men, women, gender roles. And (laughs) Will had some comments, some thoughts just about, you know, bringing this question to life of are women as strong as men? And should we be? Like, is that a thing we should aspire for? Is it a truth? I mean, strong as men um, mentally, yeah. I mean, but everybody's different, you know what I mean? Uh, What I was just simply saying is physically, biologically, men are designed. This is what I think. We are designed to be stronger than you. You know, that's our design because your design is strong as well. But also, you be, you must bear children. So the vessel, and I'm sorry, that sounds that so makes us super you know, strong. Sounds so science. <laughs> That's right. That makes you strong in the that vessel. way. That makes you strong in that way because you are the vessel that holds the children. Creative. You know. So at the same time, there is it has strength. It, it's, it's delicate as well, and it must be taken care of. Now, do I sound creepy? <laughs> I'm not trying to He's sound trying creepy, to but I'm just saying it's the truth. So our job is to lift, and we can lift a little bit more. It does not mean that women are weak, but we our bodies are basically designed to lift a little bit more. Now, I know it's some some women out here that are stronger than men. I know. Now, I was going to say, speaking of lifting, so I was having dinner last night. Um, one of my friends was celebrating her birthday, and so one of my girlfriends, she used to be into powerlifting. Mm-hmm. And she was just sharing how, you know, sometimes when she would date guys, they would always tell her, you know, like, you don't need to do that. You need to be doing this to lose weight. Like, do this instead. But she wanted to lift. She mm-hmm. liked how empowering it felt to be able to lift heavy weights. And mm-hmm. she was just bringing down how, you know, she wasn't doing it to lose weight or to look any type of way. She liked the power of mm-hmm. it. But men would automatically just jump to, oh, weight lifting, weight training. That's not for you. You should be doing X, Y, Z mm-hmm. to lose weight, something a little bit more feminine. And I just thought that was interesting. Like, if I were a guy and I saw a woman who's, like, lifting heavy, I would think that's dope because I think that's dope. Right, I've seen you know, it. Like, I, like wow. Yeah. I think she was talking to the wrong men. because <laughs> That <yeah>. part? <laughs> because I know a lot of men, especially the ones who understand the importance of resistance training yes. and weight training, they will tell you that's exactly what you need to be doing. Right. It, there are too many women who just resort to the treadmill. It, yes. And that, and is, that not is getting you nowhere. The golden <laughs> bridge to fitness. You know, you need to actually put some weight on the bar. Yeah, put some Maybe they're a little intimidated. Maybe she was lifting too heavy and he was looking too like... heavy for him. Yeah. He, she probably <laughs> right. could bench more than he Right. Could. She could bench See, that's him. That's what I'm saying. That's and then I'm he saying. got benched. So. <laughs> 
what I'm saying, you know. I, I, I am somebody's auntie. Yeah, but I'm just going to sit on the couch the and be quiet. You know what? <laughs> he keeps saying he's going to be quiet, but then yeah. he don't he's be never quiet. quiet. You're a wimp, boy. I'm going to sit on the couch and be quiet. <laughs> so speaking of couches, uh, Will shared this story in our group about Bill Clinton. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's the story that just never dies. Yeah. Um, the infamous situation with him, Monica Lewinsky, staying mm-hmm. on the dress. And so apparently he was interviewed as part of this new documentary for Hulu that they're doing on Hillary Clinton. And so, of course, he talked about that scandal, how it affected his marriage. But he said that, you know, he got, he got into that to manage his anxieties. Hmm. And I just had the big, you know, eye, eye roll emoji when, yeah. when I read it. To manage his anxieties. Well, for God's sake, Sandra, the man is president of the United I, 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 States. I'm, I'm sure that's super stressful, but... Could could his wife not help him manage his anxiety? Like you you're having oral sex with the intern. First of all, that's an excuse. Yeah, yeah, that's an excuse. But that's the, the reason couch. why. Be quiet. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that is not the reason why he cracking open the cold. Had sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> sexual relations, right? Cracking open the he cold. He had oral y'all. relations y'all with that me? woman. All right, looking at the TV. I mean, it's. <laughs> No doubt. It's stressful. You know, we're all in stressful positions, different times of our lives. But it very much sounded like an excuse. It's like you you couldn't think of it. You would rather risk not just your job. You have a high profile job. You are the president. I think he was being honest. And you just want to risk it all to manage your anxieties. But I think he was being honest. That was as honest as I I have ever heard him about that situation. He was managing his anxiety. And I think uh, he's also saying something, since it was Hillary's documentary, Mm -hmm. that she was getting on his nerves. (laughs) That's what he was saying. And I think he was mocking her. That's the When you really look at it, he might have been mocking her. Really? I don't, yes. I don't believe they're together. Uh, I believe, you know, like a lot of people, they're not together and... You know, and I just think at that time, who knows what was going on? You know, Bill's notorious for messing around. Oh, you know, man. you found out later that he had a few mistresses. He was, you know, mm-hmm. good time Bill. So he just always has anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm is. pretty sure he don't <laughs> he have it anymore, but, you know, <laughs> maybe do. But I'm just saying, he, he was president of the United States. And, you know, when you're, you're a powerful man like that, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about this all the time, a movie star or somebody in uh, corporate America that's well-known, you people come to you. You know, they yeah, offer they you things. Yeah, they throw it at you. So how you know? do you say no? How did President Obama say no? How do other what powerful men say no? Because when you're in those positions of power, it becomes very hard to say no. It comes with the territory mm-hmm. that women are going to be throwing themselves at you. Mm-hmm. So that's a given. He didn't walk into that job right. blind. I'm going to say that a faithful man is the exception, not the rule. Mm. So Bill Clinton's getting a bad rap for his infidelity. He but most men rap. cheat. Actually, I say all men cheat, but Kendall got oh, on me about that. God. So most <laughs> men cheat. Because according to social media, black men don't cheat. Hashtag we don't. Black we don't. men don't cheat. We don't. Right. We don't, don't we? Jared. Jared. 
So men are the only people out here cheating? No, women, women, women cheat, cheat women lie. But we talking about men we're right now. We're talking about men right now. See how he deflects? <laughs> <laughs> he got that serious look on his face, right. y'all. No, peep, everybody cheats. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying in this. We're, we're talking oh, about the men right. right now, especially men in positions of power. When right. you're not used to people telling you no, mm-hmm. when you're used to getting everything or anything, anyone that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And stress comes with the t- like, come on, to manage your anxieties. Mm. Really? Yeah, that was yeah just you like, do get anxiety. You president of the United States, you got, look, you got <laughs> security around you all the time because people want to kill you. <laughs> they want to you. nuke you. I hear you. You know, they want to get you out of office. You don't know who to trust. That's politics. Now, see, I do know something about this. Wait a minute. It's coming to me. You're paranoid all the time. So go to the gun range. You know like, what I'm saying? Right. Go live so some way. You don't way. want to put no nobody's no, no hand is going on the stuff You just like want to put a gun. And on that note, Change <laughs> we shot go to a guy commercial. I'm about hunting. to say something nasty. Yeah. We will be back in a moment. You're tuned into the Kendall Moore Show. Yeah, he said it. It's Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Getting into it tonight. The crew is in the building, sitting in for Kendall Moore, who is out on assignment again this week. But we will see him back next week. We've got Westside Will, Netta Beretta, hey hey, and in the hot seat, you have so dope Sandria. Uh So yeah, we we were talking about Bill Clinton and uh, yeah firearms and bullets and all of that <laughs> bullets that don't kill hey, and hey. it was going left who did he hurt <laughs> so sandy here's my question if he's saying that he did that because of his anxiety, his anxiety. and we call him bs right is there ever a good reason for a man to cheat on his wife uh, is, is there, there ever, ever a good, good reason is there ever a good reason? If she cheat on him, yeah. <laughs> so, be, so be tip for tat. If she cheat on him, yeah. If he can't talk to her and she still want to go to uh, Maurice, the stripper she met at the Kit Kat <laughs> Club or something. I know a stripper named Maurice. There you go. See? <laughs> see? And he got a few aunties on his roster. There you go. <laughs> see? Then, yeah. You know way, hey, man. Look, I'm not for infidelity, but, you know, look, people grown. They do what they want to do. Why not just break up? Because it ain't well, that, that simple. Be, You're well, emotionally yeah. invested. Sometimes it's and, and money invested. Complex. The house, the car, the kids. Ow! They ain't trying to lose it <laughs> all. That's right. Now! Wait, what'd you say, Jared? He break up. What is she probably going to take it all? The That's kids, right. Money, it, it's cheaper house, to keep her or him in some cases. That's right. That's right. You know? I just feel like, yeah, I feel like the whole anxiety spin was just a... Uh, 
like he he literally could have just left it as you know what got caught up in the moment got caught up in the power but i would have respected that more right but to say oh to manage my anxieties there's so many other things because anxiety is going to be a part of your job if you're president of the free world well, anxiety is anxiety a part of the Anxiety wasn't being managed. Have- she, Hillary, <laughs> Hillary wasn't giving his medicine. What? She wasn't giving his medicine. Oh, Bill needed his medicine. You know, that's what I'm saying. But I met Bill Clinton. Pot. I met him twice. Right. And I'm going to tell you, like I said earlier, if he was in this room, he'd be hitting on all y'all. <laughs> I'm, I mean, to, to be president, smooth. you need a certain game. level of charisma. So I have no doubt he is charismatic. <laughs> um, speaking of which... Uh, <laughs> The Honey Pot. Okay, okay. Which sounds like what it is. Yeah. Uh, Last, what was it? I think it was Sunday night is when all of this kind of hit the fan. So there is a feminine hygiene company called The Honey Pot Company. Um, And apparently white people, many of whom have never even tried these products, were coming at the owner of these products because they felt like statements that she made in a recent Target commercial were racist. So they watched this Target commercial, took a sound bite completely out of context, and went to this one particular website and just started leaving bad reviews. Like just, if you go on there and read them, I don't know if they're back up now. But <laughs> I know Siri, like Siri couldn't even help. You know, yes. they were leaving these bad reviews and clearly they were racist. So, the people leaving these reviews hadn't, many of them hadn't tried the products, uh-huh. but they were saying, you know, well, how could this founder, which is a black woman, uh-huh. how could she say that, you know, she created these products for other black girls, black women, which is not technically what what she she said said. yeah she was just saying i felt like i wanted inclusion so guess what now that i've done something i can include other black girls in the conversation and now they can feel included this is the problem that we've had for generations not being included and stuff yeah and the problem with the peanut gallery over there is they think (laughs) that they can do what we do well, you have been dominant all this time, and if we were included in the first place, we wouldn't even have to have these kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. So you can't come back and say, well, you can't say specifically black girls. Yes, I can. Yes, Because I can. you're not talking about black girls. And Somebody has to. I don't know if any of those people have ever tried to get their products into Target mm-hmm. or Walmart or their local corner store, but it is not an easy thing to do, especially if you are black, male or female, just because you need the funding, you need the capital yes. to actually create enough right. product to get into the stores. Mm-hmm. So the founder was saying, you know, if I'm successful in getting my products into Target, which is a huge accomplishment, if I'm able to do that, that helps me open the door for other black girls. That's all she said. And they completely took it out of context. So they flooded this website with all their hate and their tears. And thankfully, black women just really came to her defense, came out strong. Like when I read about it, I immediately went to the website, left my review because I actually use Honeypot products. I love them. All right. Um, Left my review, shared it, encouraged other people to leave a review, and literally in less than 24 hours, 
her sales double. Oh, wow. so and they she actually helped so her. They, they helped actually her. helped her. Okay, thank you. Right, thank <laughs> you. But right. it's just one of those things like, why do we even have to go through this? Her products have been out for years. Mm-hmm. So, for one, you just look real foolish, I guess, trying to cause this firestorm all these years later. Because if you go to her Facebook, if you go to her Instagram, most of these people probably didn't even know that the company was owned by a black woman. I have friends who didn't even know For it was sure. a black-owned product yeah. because she doesn't even – that's not even how she markets it. Mm-hmm. Like, really, it's for all women. Mm-hmm. The packaging says – uh, created for humans by humans. Okay. You know, this is for all vaginas. But she's very clear, you know, I'm a black woman and my success matters to other black women and girls coming behind me. But they were up in arms. 30-second commercial, nothing racist about it at all. It aired during Black History Month. This so can we, ridiculous. like, what's the problem? Maybe, maybe it was the competitors. Maybe it was the competitors. No, it was the peanut gallery. It you was know? the trolls, the peanut gallery. White hmm. people tears. White people tears. I'm never going to use these products. Why? Well, why isn't this made for white little girls? It. <laughs> And then some people are like, you know, what about our hair? And it's like, it's not even a hair product. Let's start there. You know, oh. you pop it off and you don't even know. <laughs> the hair in the wrong the pro- space. The hair in the wrong place. <laughs> okay. so and you want to pop off and okay. don't even know. What you're, but I mean, and they came so hard. And it's like, why? I yeah. don't know. This wow. conversation is making me want grits for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so random. <laughs> but... <laughs> Get down on some grits because she is mad. She but, is living. But why? Okay, so why isn't it a conversation of, oh, why do you need a black Barbie doll? Or, you know, why yeah. do you need a black female bus driver? Why is it a problem when we mention something that is dear to us and we actually carve out a spot of what matters to us in the conversation? It's not like we're saying you don't matter. I'm just telling you what about this means something to me. I, mm-hmm. I think it has something, and we talked about Dr. Franz. Francis Cress Welsing earlier and what she wrote in her book. And I think it has a lot to do with the competitiveness. It's, it's competition. It's more competition on the playing field. You know, there's a lot of feminine hygiene products right. out there. Right, they've I mean, had Summer's Eve you, you know, forever. And here's somebody else <laughs> in the game, and it's a person of color. You know, and I think uh, that might have something to do with it. I'm, I'm, I just think yeah. it might have something to do with it. I'm not saying it does, but... You know, I can see that happening. And she talked a lot about that in her book. And my thing is, if you've ever suffered with any type of feminine issue, specifically BV, bacterial vaginosis, black or white, you don't care who makes the product. You are willing to try Mm. (laughs) anything at that point to get rid of it. So I feel like if you're a person who doesn't want to support her products because she's black Mm -hmm. and these products could actually help you, you're doing yourself a disservice. Okay. Especially because they don't want to support her product because she said she brings other black girls into the conversation. Right. It's, there's nothing wrong with the product. Right. You just took a soundbite sound and you have a problem. out of context. Yes. Exactly. It's just like narcissism because because it's not about you, now it's a problem. It, any one thing that they say wrong, that becomes the problem. And then you fix that and, oh, but you didn't say this, so now this is the problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm amazed at? I'm amazed at how comfortable I am sitting here having a conversation As you with y'all about be. this. But you know what yes. I told y'all earlier? I got three <laughs> sisters. Yes. And I used to have to rush. They sent me to the store. Ah! 
to get stockings like, and that stuff. I was, you know what? I'm the little brother. It's and not I just like we're like, doing I'm a like, tutorial. Okay. Right. But you know what I'm saying, though. Probably <laughs> a lot of guys would, wouldn't say nothing. They'd be so you know what pads couch. to get. You huh? know what tampons Look, to get. Look, my, yes. sis, my sister used to say, get down brown or coffee, William. Go get the stockings. You know, go get the stockings. Brown or coffee. I go, right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Or, or yeah, I have ran coffee. and gotten them products. You know, they well, thank you. send we the little brother. We appreciate you. You know, and, and you don't know no better. You just go into the store. What you mean don't know no better? The little brother it's don't know no better, better than you for you. to the store. You it's know what it's slightly embarrassing, especially for a young girl, to and go the to the store the and have to buy her own. Yeah. Because if you're a woman or a young girl going to buy your own, everybody knows it's for you. If so you I was, go, they know you're not using it. <laughs> right. Then again, maybe <laughs> I am. <laughs> well, now that's a hit on women. Right. Like, Excuse me, man. Could you teach me? Right. But, but wait a minute. There are, there are, I believe, men that do use those products, aren't they? Or transgender. Well, they can't. Yeah, because she did mention that in the Breakfast Club interview. Okay, so if see? you've done the um, sex change, if you've done that, like, yes, you can use those Oh, products. really? Yeah. See? Wow, so, I did not know. See, I'm learning new things every day. On the flip no side of this break, we're going to talk about how it wasn't just the white people who were upset about these products. There were also some black women upset hmm. about these products as well. So we'll get into that right after this break. It's the Kendall Moore Show. It's WVON's original Friday night show, Kendall Moore. He'll be back in a moment. Sandria in the hot seat. We also have the rest of the crew here. Westside Will, Netta Beretta, and Naya Fire. So before the break, we were talking about our honey pots. Black women honey, honey pots. Pot. Well, yeah. You you like honey pots, no, though. <laughs> you don't <yes>. have <laughs> I'm a honey pot man. You don't have Talk about black honey one. pots collectively. All right. The white, white, some white people were up in arms about this particular company and her products. But come to find out, there are some, some of us who have issues with the honeypot company and these products as well. So the founder of the company, if you look at any of her products, it says on the packaging that um, the ingredients for her original wash came to her in a dream from her ancestors. The ancestor told her, use these ingredients. I'm going to make sure you remember them when you wake up. And when she woke up, she did. Hmm. So this short little story is on every product. She's very open about it because, you know, I think it's a great story. Mm -hmm. Um, But apparently some Christian women, black Christian women caught wind that in an interview, she mentioned that she practices a form of religion called Santeria. And, for the Christian women, this goes against their beliefs. So some of them are saying, you know, I'm going to cancel my orders for honeypot products. We can't support this. This is a, a cultish witchery um, just because they don't believe in this woman's particular religious practices or religious beliefs. Now, should her 
beliefs carry that much weight for somebody to say, you know what, we can't support these products. Like, I'm just wondering, are people thinking she's in her warehouse, like praying over these (laughs) batches of feminine wash? Like, what do they think is going on that you have to not support the sister's products because of what her spiritual practices or beliefs are? Well, I think Santeria, though, is what some people would consider like voodoo or Latin voodoo or something like that. So, And, and that involves like mutilation of, of animals or something like that. And I, I think some people do, would consider that other Christian faith. Right. But, and I guess in that case, are people, <coughs> I mean, me. if they're really taking time to research what it is. But on the flip side of that, why do they even need to read like what does that have to do with her mm-hmm. product and if you want to use it if it works for you like if she's not um racist if she's not doing anything that's harmful to people right. like literally that should have nothing to do with her product except for the fact that you know she got this idea from her ancestors which as black people we talk about ancestors all the time. We mm-hmm. talk about the prayers of our grandmothers and yeah. our grandmothers having dreams. And, you know, they were shared with the family. They might have dreamt that somebody was pregnant. So this isn't new yeah. for our culture. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with someone being so ingrained in their beliefs that they don't want to do something. It's no different from anything else. Think about when Donald Trump's came up starting to make a ruckus, right? How many people supported the Trump brand and some Trump products? I've stayed at a Trump hotel. It's a, it's a great hotel hey. to stay at, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you find out what certain people do, and you're like, I don't know if that's really in line with what I believe. So I don't fault them for saying, you know what, I'm, I'm not really with this. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand about the social media age is why you have to make such a big deal about it. If you don't like it, then just don't do it. Don't. Yeah. Why do you have to promote for everybody else not to do it just right. because what you don't like? Because then it's starts this domino effect like well oh i'm not gonna buy it either just keep scrolling just keep, yeah. right right <laughs> i think that's just one of those lessons to be learned in business that you don't tell anybody about your religion or what you practice i think that's really where mm. you know where she got that problem from i mean you know because i'm a christian and i can tell somebody that i'm a christian and, and you know and muslims might be purchasing my product and might not believe you know, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Or Buddhists, they might say, no, you're a Christian. Right. I'm a Buddhist. I'm a Muslim. You know. But do we have to turn down our faith when it comes to business? Some business owners, I'm sure, do it. But then there are a lot that don't. Like, they're very upfront just saying, you know, we pray before staff meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, God is very much a foundation of my uh, business. So is it the fact that she brought religion into her business or she didn't bring Christianity into her business? I think it's both. Yeah. I because think, if yeah. obviously if they were, if she was a Christian as well, they wouldn't have a problem. Right. Yeah. Then, we have no issues with. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I know a lot of uh, uh, religious people as we all do. I know a lot of pastors and Christians and they would probably say that that's of the devil. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't want it, you know, because of Santeria, you know. So, yeah, I can I can kind of understand that. But that's the slippery slope because how it's many so things do, do you not know about? Right. And you support right, these exactly. products and you have no and you idea. you don't know what types of beliefs and practices people have. Exactly. And is it such a bad thing? I mean, 
So the idea came to her in a dream from the uh-huh. ancestors. So if she worships her ancestor, like right. Thank God, you know that right. <laughs> her ancestor came, to, came her. Exactly. to the dream and helped her to remember because now you've created these products that have right. helped millions of women. Right. And they are changing lives. They are changing the industry for other black girls and mm-hmm. women. Now, I was taken to, uh, was it a Santeria church one time? They have this a church? young lady I dated. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a church. It was this young lady I dated years ago, and she took me to a church. And they call them spiritual churches. Okay. You know, spiritual churches, they sacrifice chickens and all that stuff. Oh, wow. And, no, seriously, and, and she said it was just a Sunday service. This was years ago, and I remember going up in there, and it looked different. You know, uh, no, now don't take this the wrong way, but the woman, there was a woman pastor and everything, but she came out with this big gold necklace, the necklace on and everything, and it was just part of her, you know, of of her outfit or her doctrine, and mm-hmm. she wore it all the time, and, and she was uh, – she was sitting up on, sitting in her chair at the pew, and she was throwing out premonitions to people mm. and stuff like that. And I was just, I was just quiet, like I am now, sitting on the couch, right. popping canvas. I was like, which I, I think quiet in that thought. case is a good did, thing because she was you're about learning. Like if we're coming animals. in as an outsider, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, this is their, you know, this is their belief, this is their practice. So yeah. if we're coming in as an outsider, I think it's just. Part of respect to say, okay, I may not understand what's going on. I may not really rock with it, but I'm in their house right now. So let me just, you know, take in this experience and learn what I can. Just be open-minded. But I think sometimes black Christians aren't always open-minded. Yeah, I agree. Very just narrow-minded in certain situations. Yeah, I agree. I I don't even necessarily blame them for that. I because think about it. If you really believe something, there is no deviation mm-hmm. from that. If you truly believe it, and that's perfectly okay, but you have to be okay with allowing people to believe what, what they, they believe. believe. Yeah. I know there is this pizza place. Um, I want to say is like Humboldt Park. I can't remember. This pizza is delicious, right? Mm-hmm. But I actually went in there one day. They have pentagrams on the wall and devils, and it is just like, what? Where am I? But the pizza is actually really good. (laughs) So, so do you not eat this pizza? Right. What are you supposed to do? There's a a, uh, famous burger place, like. One of the best oh, burgers yeah, in Chicago. That's right. That's the right. Same way, right? Cool. <laughs> I'm not gonna we say the name. We ain't gonna say the name because you got to pay us. But they have <laughs> they have great burgers. That's right. Do you stop oh, eating the burgers? You know what? That's that right. Happened to me the other night. I went to a, a restaurant. I won't say the name, but you know they just had a lot of like old school uh, memorabilia on the wall that could have felt not racist, but mm-hmm. just. There were no black people in this memorabilia. I just put it like that. <laughs> you went to Sal's Pizzeria. And, uh, <laughs> and you just look and at New the York walls, was Spike Lee there. And you're like, huh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder what the history of this restaurant was right. 40, 50 years ago. I'm curious. You know what looking, it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but today we just in there and we eating hot dogs and yeah. chocolate cake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the guy comes by the bar and says, hey, did you enjoy your, right. did you enjoy your hot dogs? Huh? 
Okay. Well, I just think it's unfortunate that there are some people who would just look at these products and say, you know what, we got to cancel these orders. Wow. You know. But she made more money, though. She did. I actually, I, I bought some more today because okay. stores have been selling out. So I just happened oh, wow. to find some in stock at a Walgreens. Okay. So, I mean, business has been well. She's seemingly unbothered by it. She was on an interview on The Breakfast Club, and she's just like, yeah, I'm moving forward. I'm getting ready to I'm launch sorry, some new who? products. The who? The Breakfast Club. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if we all did that when there's – Adversity for no reason. We all just rally just behind rally. each other mm-hmm. and what? double yeah. sales because yeah. this, this this was that in action. Yeah, yes. like we got to see. I mean, and it was swift. Like it caught fire so swiftly. So what if we did rally like that? Like we mentioned earlier for politics or you know mm-hmm. whatever yeah. it is. Like yeah. what if we? What That's if we what it's that? about. That's what it's about. So and and it was no doubt the women because y'all more together than oh yeah guys. oh yeah we you know. we came to the rescue. Yes. That's. But that's, that's just in commerce in general. It's nine times out of ten, it's the women. That's okay. Like, we're the main right. consumer. That's right. Okay. But some, I mean, men were definitely supporting, too. They were leaving comments and sharing. And okay. So it was a group effort. But definitely black women, you know. So she's only at Target? Them. No, she's in many stores. But they were specifically um, upset about this ad that okay. she shot with Target. Target put the ad out. During she, Black History Month. During Black History Month. Hmm. Now, what did she, didn't she start out on that TV show? The, uh, what's the, Shark what, Tank? Wasn't she, she on Shark Tank? I don't think so. Don't quote me, but I okay. don't think so. I don't remember and, hearing and, about and that. And see, it's coming back to me now because I did see that commercial. Mm. But it just wasn't the commercial for me. So I didn't <laughs> really it pay out. as yeah. much attention no, as I should. No, if you guys go back and watch the commercial, like literally nothing. It's a 30-second commercial. Nothing racist. With her walking it. through Walmart, right? Oh, not Walmart, but she walking through Target. Through, walking through Target, yep. And her husband yep. Yep. joined us. And she's mm. going, okay. Yeah, yeah like I, literally. I but they just took the words out of context. So, you know, people were upset. I think, you know, now maybe it's kind of dying down a little bit. Sales are still going up. Wow. So, you know. Okay, okay. Their tears, Christian tears. <laughs> After the break, hey, we got some more now. Christian tears. <laughs> Don't do that. No. Don't do that. <laughs> we, we love Lots Christians. Of tears this week. No, we, yes, most definitely. We love Christians. Still listen to us. <laughs> what we don't like is narrow-minded people. That's yes. the part we don't like. Yes. And who that. use their faith to yes. block others. Yes, let's be together. Because that's not what it's there for. But after the break, we'll get into it a little bit more. You are tuned in to the Kendall Moore Show. Keep it locked. And switching gears. Hey. Well, yeah, switching gears. <laughs> did you guys read this article about uh, this company that owns Milestone? Oh, yeah, I did. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation. It's the Kendall Moore Show, WVON 1690. We are in the home 
Stretch wrapping up tonight's show. In the hot seat, it's So Dope Sandria. We've also got Westside Will. What up, everyone? And Netta Beretta. Wait, I couldn't do it. <laughs> that was good. Oh, wow. That was Everybody's good. rolling the you R's know, it gets except more, Will. More challenging uh-huh, the later in the either. evening we go. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to learn how to roll I'm going to get it, too. Where are my Latino it, friends? Can it. somebody teach me how to roll these Please R's? teach Please. her. Because <laughs> I sound like I'm gargling. Uh- <laughs> I could never, when I was taking Spanish Spanish in college, I could never roll my R's. I, I barely spoke Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I definitely <laughs> felt that Spaniel section. Me and is wacko. Me and Spaniel is wacko, see you. Okay. <laughs> bad Spanish, just just bad si. Espanol. Si. No bueno, no bueno. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, you know, we were talking a little bit about honey pots and Christianity. Do you all burn sage? I don't. I have burned some incense on okay. a good night. <laughs> I'm a sage burner. Okay. Like I've I've been doing it for some years. Never really thought, you know, I was doing anything wrong, but apparently Pastor Jamal Bryant okay. uh feels like that is not a Christian thing to do. So he did some type of live video where he was talking to the women in his congregation. Basically, two uh, people in, in his congregation gifted him some sage as a housewarming gift because I'm sure, you know, their thought was you're moving into a new home. You could bless this new home with mm. some sage, okay. right? Um, he didn't know what to do with the sage. Had no idea, like, why are y'all giving me sage? Yeah. And so he started doing his research, and apparently after his research, he just felt like sage is something of the devil. Christians definitely should not be using sage. Why are we saging our homes, inviting in evil spirits? Why are we smudging ourselves with the sage? That's what he got from his research. Hmm. And when I read it, I just felt like, how do you do research and come back more ignorant than when you started. Like how, how is that possible? Like true ignorance is okay. So if he didn't know how to use sage or what it was used for, that's okay. It's okay Mm -hmm. to be ignorant about sage. If you've never really used it, that's fine. But you research and take this research to me out of context. Mm. And you just think this is, of the devil. So what is the benefit or the importance of burning it? So sage can be cleansing. So Pastor Brian, he he mentioned how, I guess in the things that he read, sage, people invoked these negative spirits when they burn sage. For me, I walk through my home and I speak blessings over my home. I call out God. Like, mm-hmm. it's not separate to me. You invite in the spirits, I guess, that you're trying to invite in. (laughs) Like, your intentions. So if my intention isn't to call up negative spirits, if I'm trying to dispel any negative energy or I just want to literally clear the air in my home, sage is good for that. But for him, he believes, based on his research, Mm -hmm. that you're inviting in these negative spirits, you're playing with these negative spirits, and for Christians, that should be a no-no. It's not a Ouija board. It's not a Ouija board. Um, and like I mentioned, you can, you know, whatever it is that you're practicing, whatever you believe in, like, 
I can speak prayers while I'm right. saging. You know, the two don't have to be separate. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't God be a part of that process? But it just made me think about do Christians or whatever religion that you might be into, do we sometimes just take things too far or too out of context to now you yeah. can't just worship and use sage. You can't be a Christian and do yoga. Right. Like, where do we draw the line? Are you not a sold-out Christian if mm-hmm. you use sage or practice yoga? I mean, there's different sects now to Christianity, and Christianity is in evolving, you know. And like the, the Baptists, they don't believe in having women in the pulpit. Uh, no, they don't believe in having women in the pulpit. The evangelists do. The evangelists also believe in feet washing. The Baptists don't. You know, and I'm pretty sure there's other uh, Christianity sets like the Methodists and a few other that I can't think of right now. That well, I know the Methodists don't practice sage, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there is some uh, Christian practices they do practice that. So it's it's evolving. And, you know, it's it's not going to stay the same. Everybody's doctrine is different under right. the banner of Christianity. So, right. you know, um, hmm, I've never burnt sage myself personally. Like I said, I've burnt a few incense. Can I bring some to the studio? You know, I'm not against it. You know, I say to each day on whatever you want to practice, you know. I give him credit for doing any research. Mm-hmm. Maybe he needs to do some more mm-hmm. to iron mm-hmm. out some details. But doing any research, because how many times do we adopt other people's traditions with, yeah. with no research? And you have no idea where it came from. You don't know what you're invoking. You don't mm-hmm. know what you're celebrating. Yeah, I mean, Christianity was adopted. Even yeah. things that we do and we think it's the norm, holidays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How much research have you done on national holidays to know where it came from or why you're even celebrating this thing? Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Going back right. when we talked about Columbus Day, yeah, right, Columbus Day. Now, here's the thing: I know uh, voting. We're going to be voting in the next eleven days. Going back, but one of the things, one of the, the things I do have a problem with. I mean, you can. It's your right to practice. The practices. I know Jehovah Witnesses. They don't vote. They don't. Mm. You know, and I think it's like 8,000 of them or 8 million of them that don't vote. And wow. that's a religion that was created in 1903 or was it, no, it was 1870, something around there. And and here's the thing. When it was created, when that religion was created, black people had just got out of slavery. And then I think they had just got the right to vote that same year. And mm. this religion is created to tell you not to vote. Ooh, and I'm sorry. That's I mean, I, do, I have done my research on that. And the I just find thickens. that odd. You know, so, you know, I know we went all the way from sage to that. <laughs> but but that, I'm just yeah, talking about doctrine and how it changes. And, and, you know, so I look, to each day on what you want to practice. Yeah. And this yeah. definitely isn't an indictment, I guess, mm-hmm. across the black church as a whole, because I know of several churches who Mm -hmm. have uh, health ministries where they practice yoga and Mm -hmm. they practice meditation. So it's definitely not something that's across the board, but I do find it interesting when it's, you know, some churches that just, no, you're not supposed to meditate. You're not supposed to do yoga. And apparently you're not supposed to sage. (laughs) So you're not supposed to have a peace of mind. (laughs) Right. You're not. Does the book not say meditate on these things? Your mind just going, (laughs) On ten, just all the time. right, right. Don't be, don't try to collect your thoughts. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's it, it's very interesting. Okay, it's it, it's interesting, but 
you know, teach his own. I hope he'll, he will do some more research Absolutely. to that point. Because <laughs> Will and over not, here. And not shame those people for giving him a housewarming gift. <laughs> will, I just look at you in awe what? sometimes because he is a walking history book. Okay. You just have so much information. I know stuff here and there. And dates you know. and everything over there. See, I'm on the radio now. I have the opportunity to use <laughs> to it. To share all of this, <laughs> all this wisdom. information that maybe people <clears throat> didn't know. So I try, to, I try to give you what I know. That's all. I want everybody to be informed. Well, thank you for pouring you know? into us. Yeah. We That's appreciate all. it. I want everybody Let's to be smart. Right. Lay hands on Will. Wait, is that okay? I accept <laughs> it. Um, well, before we get out of here, you know what? Anybody have anything interesting going on this week coming up? I am in the last 11 days of a campaign, and when it's over, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes, I'm Christian. Uh, <laughs> hey, whew, I'll be able to rest a little bit more. Do okay. the things I need to do. Yes. Sounds good. Netta Beretta. Well, I have officially entered into sundress season. Hey. So I cannot wait <laughs> to pull hey. my dresses and my right. sandals out. We dress yeah. for the weather we want. It barely snowed at Time all this year. Time goes up an hour on, on Sundays. Yes. Spring forward. So, yeah, we getting ready what Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON, AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. What's new?